You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. of the Big Red Band, Who Is It? The middle segment of the show where the guys bring in a variety of guests from all over the country. Tonight we take a trip to our very own Knoxville, Tennessee to visit piercing and body modification specialist, co-owner of Sleeping Giant Tattoo and Piercing, sole owner of Gabomb Graphics, and longtime friend, Mr. Nick Shipley. Now let's hear what the guys had to talk about. This is the Big Red Band. So 19.2, who is it with Mr. Nick Shipley? We didn't have to go far for this one, just right up the road. Staying here in Lenore City, be able to bring a friend in and talk about his businesses. So I'll, I'll introduce you real quick. Co-owner of Sleeping Giant, which is a tattoo and piercing shop in Knoxville. You can see them at sleepinggiantknoxville.com. They're actually about to have their grand opening this upcoming weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's going to be awesome. We're going to get into all that. Also, sole owner of Bomb Graphics, which is a screen printing and custom textiles company based right up the road in Lenore City with the most amazing amazing website address weirdabomb.com again we're gonna get into all that but weirdabomb.com and sleeping giant knoxville if anyone's curious go check them out while we're talking mr nick shipley thank you so much for joining us buddy yeah man thank you guys for having me yeah this is gonna be a whole lot of fun uh you have a background knowing hayden for a little while right oh yeah how long, long you know hayden long time probably since freshman year yeah, yeah. high school yeah. it is yeah. gosh so how many years is that come on give me a oh, year man. don't don't make uh, me do that make yeah i'm man. gonna make you yeah you guys tell me how old i am all the time uh, damn it. be like 15 years yeah, yeah. 15 yeah. years yeah. Be the year, yeah. Nice, nice. Two thousand and one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so that would be years. longer. That'd be sixteen. Yeah. Oh, my Math God. genius. Shut yeah. Up. So <laughs> anyway, Shut so up. obviously in your title, co-owner and owner. So we're gonna get into the business stuff, man. Man of many trades. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Um, we're gonna start off with. Let me thank you again. I've probably done it twice, but thanks oh, again man. for joining no, us, man. Thank this, you guys. This is gonna be fun. You were in Have You Heard, and now it's all about you. So why don't you tell us, like, how did it all start for you? And it being either getting into your own business or it being the sleeping giant side of things where you're into the piercing side of things, right? Yeah. yeah. So well, why don't you tell me that? How did the piercing side of things start for you? And then we'll get into the business. Later. Okay. Um, as far as the piercing side of things, uh, I've been piercing for 11 years this October. Um, super excited about that. I kind of fell into it after high school. I was hanging out at a tattoo shop and getting tattooed at a tattoo shop pretty often. And they had, uh, they had contacted me and talked to me about working there as a counter guy and, uh, I was just a little more ambitious than that and didn't want to just work the front counter. You started as a counter guy? Uh, no, they wanted me to start as a counter okay. guy. And I was just like, no, nah, man, I would very much prefer to learn how to do something if I'm going to be here. Oh, hell yeah. There was a reason you were hanging out there. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> so um, one of the guys basically pulled me aside and was like, hey, you know, we can talk to him and see about an apprenticeship. Like, um, I'm really thinking about not being the head piercer anymore, so maybe we could work something out with that. Oh, and uh, so I started as a piercing apprentice like the week after that and uh, just kind of went from there. Was it something you had any interest in going into it? Did you um, kind of just have your mind open? You just knew you didn't want to be a counter guy? 
Yeah, I just knew I didn't want to be counter guy. I knew that for sure. But you didn't uh, go in with like, I want to learn how to do piercing. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, I had interest in it, but I wasn't really for sure. And then uh, once I got involved and I started, you know, piercing and just it kind of came to me uh, naturally, I guess you would say. And I just really enjoyed it and went from there. And I just wanted to progress. And uh, as I progressed and I worked, you know, at this shop and that shop through town, um, eventually it led me to opening my own place. Nice. So you had a lot of experience meeting a lot of different people, learning it different ways and then being like, it's my turn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Pretty much. Pretty much. You know, after paying everybody else's mortgage, it's just like, I may as well pick up my own. I'm ready to do it my way. All right, so I'm always the one that likes to ask the weird questions. So how many piercings have you done on one person in one sitting? What's the max? Oh, okay. Okay, that's that's kind of easy to answer. Probably like five or six, okay. something like that. I mean, I don't suggest that. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I, uh, I normally tell people that I would, I would like to stop at two or right. three, you know. Uh, and that's in one sitting? Yeah, 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 just to give your body a little bit more time to, to handle it and heal it and stuff like that. But yeah, I've definitely had people in the past come in whenever I first started piercing that, you know, they had money and Hurt they just me. wanted it all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Stab me. Oh, I yeah. can't handle that. That stuff makes me cringe. Some of, the, some of the piercings, like nipple piercing, for instance. Oh, yeah, very painful. Gosh. Go ahead. You have one okay, like so that? Okay, so I have a... This was another question. I thought I saw that. Uh, so are there any things that when you're piercing that are, like, cringeworthy to yourself? As in, like, when you're doing it, you're like, are you like, are you stone cold? Like, I'm just going to do this? Or, like, do you yourself, when you're about to do it, like, oh, my God, I feel bad for you, bro? Like, or, or anything like that? No, or or early on, was it ever like that? Because, like I said... Early on. You yeah. didn't go in there yeah. with the piercing mentality. Um, like, you had to learn it. Early on, yeah. But, uh, but no, I mean, I've I've seen it all. I mean, I understand you, you got to be a professional, so I understand that. But you know what, there are things that you do that just hurt. Oh, yeah. And, like, when you're doing it, do you get that, that kind of just funny, twingy feeling, and, you know, when you know, like, you, when you see pain that is very painful? Does no, it, no. You know what I I'm guess, talking about. I guess really another am. way to ask that is, have you ever told anybody no that had the money to pay for something they wanted pierced? That, yeah, but not really because it was going to hurt. Okay. It was more so because of the fact that um, it's just not a good idea. You didn't know it was going to go the way they wanted it to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that tends to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a lot of people coming with an idea that isn't really going to work, you know. Well, okay, so that actually get. <laughs> so what's the oddest thing someone's asked for you to pierce that, I, I guess, so that that know. led me to... I me to say that on here. I mean, you can use proper nouns, but is there... This is an adult and so show. That, that I also had written down, is there anything that's off limits? So, like, I'm assuming I mean, these two things are going to go coincide in the same answer. There's one piercing I want to do. So if I open the door for you to say anything, go yeah, ahead. <laughs> uh, and it's called a forshit piercing. It is a. It's called a what? Forshit. Forshit. Okay. I'm just for, assuming for it has shit. something to do with the sphincter. Um. Yeah. I mean, essentially, it is a. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about this. I want to hear it. Um, it is a it is a piercing that goes through the vaginal wall and out the anus. Oh my oh, god! No. Oh yeah, that's yeah, not a far distance, so it's <sighs> possible. Yeah. It's to possible. I can see only, why you wouldn't want to get down with no that one. Way done with a hoop. A hoop. Yeah. I was gonna say it's got to be a ring. Yeah. Oh yeah. my lord. Yeah. All right, we can move yeah, on. We can move on from <laughs> yeah. that one. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, how much do people to... try to haggle for prices? 
Um, not too bad on piercing, you know. On tattoos, everybody wants to haggle a price. Everybody has a guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Everybody has a guy, and for some reason, they don't go to that guy. But and they're coming to me, or well, not to me, but to the shop. But everybody has a guy that uh, they can totally do it for way cheaper. <laughs> it's funny how <laughs> and, that works. And yeah, cars and yeah, yeah, it's super funny, and it's just like, all right, man. Well, go hit up your homeboy then, mm-hmm. and just let him, you know, scratch on you. That's fine. But for the majority of the time with our clients, though, I mean, I feel like that everybody knows that they're getting what they're paying for, especially with people that have been with me over the years. I mean, if if I tell you something costs a certain amount, you know, because of jewelry or because of whatever, you know, stipulation, like, you can trust me on that. Do you, you keep know? a portfolio so that they can see it, like a picture portfolio? Yeah, work yeah, a lot stuff. of stuff's online. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, except for like more personal piercings, you of course, know, things like of course. that. But yeah, there's 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 a lot of stuff that we post online, and I try to keep that pretty current. So there's always something for you to look at and to get new, new ideas, or just essentially to get more education on it. This is a question that you being a part of the business overall, co-owner of the business, probably can be able to answer this. But it's more tattoo specific, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not really much copying of someone else's work in the piercing world. I yeah, mean, yeah. but do you guys see a lot of that where any people come in asking a tattoo artist? or someone an artist to copy someone else's work is that oh, something oh that, yeah yeah it, people get the same out? tattoos all the time it's it's ridiculous like you can almost tell what the new fad's going to be for the year and what people are generally going to come in and get done for their first tattoo huh it's pretty interesting uh pinterest plays a huge huge part in it it's insane the amount of pinterest tattoos we do <laughs> And just in general, and I don't mean that just us. I mean like any shop. I mean, oh, like, yeah, that's all, just all the how shops that I've worked in. Yeah, like people come in and they just want Pinterest tattoos or that is things hilarious. they found on Google. You know, and most of the time you'd be surprised. Like you know, we'll try to encourage people to change their design up a little bit and and actually let us you know alter the design and right. be a little more artistic. You're like, yeah, you it. realize we're also artists here. Yeah, yeah, and uh, majority of the time they they want it just like the photo. You know, huh. um, you do have people that understand and they're like oh yeah well you do your thing you know you're, you're the artist here but majority of the time they want it exactly the way it is in the photo i want it just like this exactly like this person. photocopy please yes. well that kind of leads me to my next question like what's your favorite type of customer obviously it's not the person that comes in with the photo but um, do they have to have some kind of idea or yeah yeah i mean I, I really you know like i said i can't speak for you know for the tattooers and stuff but preferably uh whenever i'm helping out and i'm at the counter and i'm talking to people like i prefer for them to have some type of image so there's some type of reference for us to go off of because we can't get inside your head you know we can't see what you see mm-hmm. and a lot of times that that can cause a lot of issues, you know, because a tattooer can sit down and he can spend hours drawing something and then you just completely do not like it. Well, he's already spent hours of his time that he's not getting paid mm-hmm. for unless you decide to get tattooed. Right. And that just that just goes on to um, to make things a lot easier if you already have something on paper to give us an idea. But we do like for you to, you know, let us have some play within that design. I guess, you know, a, a follow-up question would be how ethical or how much... I, I picture a uh, girl coming in to, say, get her earlobe pierced or something. Yeah. yeah. How much do you upsell like a nose piercing to a girl to let her accentuate um, her look? Maybe or th- things like that. Maybe this is just me just doing it for a long time and being lazy. I don't know, but I really don't try to try to really push people on stuff. Um, I try to show them all the, all of their options. I may try to like 
sell you on some different jewelry and some stuff like that. But, oh, yeah. I mean, that's but, uh, any business. Yeah, yeah. That. But I definitely want you to come in and get what you want because a piercing is not a thing that's fun to do if somebody's not fully prepared to get what they're going to get. You know what I'm saying? And most people come in, they know exactly what they want on a piercing. Sometimes you'll get the people, they're just like, oh, I just want to get a piercing today. And I don't know what I want. What should I get? And I always just tell them, like, you're just going to have to figure it out. Because I want them to be mentally prepared for, for mm-hmm. what they're doing. Right. You know, because unlike a tattoo, uh, not saying a tattoo, you shouldn't already know what you want. But unlike a tattoo where you can kind of settle into what's going on, like a piercing is just a jolt. It's done. That's what <laughs> I was going to say. A piercing a piercing artist can be, a piercer can be looked at someone that's like a technician. Someone yeah, that is very yeah, it technical. Yeah, very technical. And very, very repetitive. Very good at what they do, but it's more of a technical stroke than yeah. it is like an artistic stroke. Yeah. So it's speak. very it's very precise. I mean, I agree that there's artistic things you I guess you can do with there's piercing, artistic but elements to but it. But it's through being technical and precise. For sure. You know, that's that's what's artistic about it. Um like I used to do these kind of extreme play piercings where I would do geometrical patterns and stuff in people's backs with hypodermic needles, like different colored and you know hypodermic needles um and i would make patterns from you know circles to sometimes we would do like almost silhouettes of wings and you know different things like that and i did that just to show off like how precise i could pierce um, nice you know and, and that's that in the class of like body modification yeah okay yeah, yeah that would be something that's temporary it's totally just a modification just done for photos and and for the sensation of getting getting pierced getting that many pricks yeah yeah you know <laughs> I guess it's more of like a um, like a like a body rush at yeah. that point, you know, because of all the endorphins and just everything pumping all at one time. Yeah, that's you know? what a lot of people that, that enjoy it say. Yeah, the endorphins. Yeah. All right. So, what's your favorite piercing to give to somebody? Or do you have a favorite? I don't. I don't really have a favorite. You know, I mean, I have some that I do a lot of, and and. Uh, Hayden, was okay. like, Hayden was fishing for a dirty answer. Yeah. No, yeah. I was not. That wasn't. Um, but I don't know. I, I assume that there has to be that like one piece say, of flesh that when you stick it, you're just like, oh, that goes through so good or something <laughs> like that. Like, Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I really enjoy doing uh, microdermals. I, th- I think they're fun to do. Um, I really enjoy doing some of the like inner ear piercings, um, like conch and um, you know stuff like that. They got a good yeah. click when it goes through. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> big piece of gristle. Um, <laughs> yay, yay. But uh, but no, and I and I like microdermals because of the place the the whole placement of them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you can put them pretty much anywhere, and that's and that's what you got over here, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like a small um, implant, kind of. You know, pretty much. Like it's just like just, a. It just hooks in there, right? Um. Yeah. It's 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 kind of like a a pop rivet, I guess you would say. It's it's got a small little base that is inserted, you know, right underneath like the subdermis layer layer of skin. Painful? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not that bad. It's it's not as just bad as pinch. you would think. Yeah, just a pinch. Just everything a pinch. is just a pinch. Everything. It's funny they, that starts when you're three. Yeah, you know, and it yeah. stays all the way up through yeah. tattooing and piercing. I just so. don't even do the counting anymore. I'm like, so, just breathe in. Release. Tell me this, man. Especially with something like that, how do you sterilize the equipment? Uh, we steam sterilize everything. Um, we have two autoclaves. Just like a baby bottle these yeah. days. <laughs> 
Um, we have two autoclaves that we use on site. The uh, There's one autoclave for piercing and one autoclave for doing tattoo equipment. The tattoo one, it is tested every month, and then the piercing one is tested every week. Uh, that's just per regulation. That's the way they do everything. Sure. So, when you say tested, basically swab it to see if there's anything dirty on it. Yeah, basically we run a dry cycle mm-hmm. uh, with a testing strip inside, and then we, we send that off to a company. Ah, I got and, you. and they send us a test result To see back. if it's come back sterile. Yeah. yeah. Like it's working properly. Yeah, and make sure there's no spores or anything growing inside the equipment. Right on. So it's very clean. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what is the... You said you were an apprentice, and I should have asked this question earlier, but what did your training look like? I mean, you can't train on live people. Messing up is rather permanent, right? Well, uh, with piercing, not so bad. Yeah. You know, basically the way it starts is is weird as it is. Not as bad as tattoos, I guess. Yeah, you just watch and learn, and you do all the work they don't want to do, like cleaning and, you know, organizing and things of that nature, and talking to clients and doing their paperwork and stuff like that. And uh, then eventually you pierce yourself. Uh, I did a lot of piercings on myself for a while, like my ears. I did my ears and... Um, I had my navel pierced for a little while because I needed something to pierce that had a navel, and that that guy was me right here. But, uh, that was the easiest. Didn't thing. have any volunteers, so you just yeah, did yeah. the bullet. Yeah, no big deal. Why not? I can grab it, you know. Um, <laughs> I and, can grab it. And I had oh. a, I had a bunch of piercings because of that. It's like, oh, I can reach that area. I can see that in a mirror. So I'm going to pierce that today. By the time I was free practice, yeah. By the time I was twenty, I probably had like sixteen piercings. Um, but essentially, once you get comfortable enough with everything and you've done enough process, they will actually let you post stuff and say, "Hey, you know, come in for an apprentice piercing, and all you have to pay for is the jewelry. You get the piercing for free, right? Right. And that way, you're not liable for anything because it's free, like hair salons. It's just like the same thing I was about to say with haircuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you might get a burn spot in your head, but that's a risk you got to be taking for this five dollar haircut. You just got to risk it for that, you know. So, um, so essentially, MySpace was big at the time. Thank God for MySpace. And I just posted a bunch of stuff saying that I was doing free piercings. And man, oh man, did I have a good turnout. By the time I was done with that, they were like, okay, well, you've done everything a few times now, so I guess we'll let you start piercing on the floor. And uh, so I started piercing full-time at the shop. Uh, It's just everybody had to know that I was still technically an apprentice. So I didn't actually do piercings for free at that time, but I was doing stuff for a well-discounted price. Right. And I did that for the remainder of my apprenticeship, and you're an apprentice for a year. That's the minimum in Tennessee. Then after that, they signed me off, and I've been piercing full-time ever since. So I've got a two-part question next. So when you're piercing, does it work kind of like a hair salon where you have a booth-ish or you have a spot that you're doing your thing? And do the second part of the question is, do people understand how the payment for goes like do they understand the tipping of piercing and tattoos some people do and some people don't and every shop is different some shops they actually have you rent a booth and you just pay a monthly fee and then you keep everything you know what i mean uh but most shops will do you on a percentage to where um you're on like a 50 50 split or a 60 40 or you choose your own price or as far as the tattoo artist yeah. or the piercer. Yeah. Um, now, you're the owner, so let's say somebody else that's just works yeah, for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. They choose their own price. They price everything. You know, all the tattooers price And then your agreement stuff. is separate from their price. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then, um, so say somebody comes in and they want a tattoo, you know, um, and that tattoo is $200. Well, essentially, $100 of that is going to go to the shop for supplies and for having the location and keeping up with licensing and all that stuff. And then $100 of that is going to go to the tattooer. Right. 
Um, with piercing, it's normally either a 50-50 split or sometimes there's actually a piercing fee. Uh, the way we do it is, you know, the shop is actually is what's selling you the jewelry. And then the piercer is charging you a piercing fee. Right, like a labor charge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those two things combined, uh, plus the sales tax on the jewelry, is the, the total, you know, for, for what you're paying per piercing. So essentially when you come in and get a piercing, um, the piercing artist would charge you a fee and then the shop would be charging you for the jewelry. So those two things combined would be, you know, your combined total. So if you had an itemized cost. receipt, that's what it would say. Yeah, you know, yeah, which we yeah, don't essentially, get, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. This so talk about the process of being a small business owner. Like, how does because obviously you have that information because you're you know in the in the that side of the fence of yeah. the business side of it and the shop owner side of it. What they're taking stuff or what the average whatever. So what what's being a small business owner like? How does it start? Lots of forms, lots of loans, like. What's Lots like? of headaches. Yeah, it's it's scary for me. You know, it's yeah. something I've always wanted to do, and it's something that's a lot of people are scared of. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you get to factor in. It just kind of depends on what direction you want to go on things. The whole thing with me is whenever me and Brian, uh, Brian Campbell is my partner in the shop. He's the shout the out to owner. Brian Campbell. Yeah, yeah, he's the other owner of Sleeping Giant Tattoo. Uh, when me and Brian both left our previous job and uh, we're talking about what we were going to do next, we still wanted to work together, but we we wanted to have different options. Uh, we wanted the shop to be different, wanted things to be ran different, and the only way to really do that was for us to open our own place. And so, uh, you know, first we started looking at places we, you know, we thought we might want to use um, as far as like locations and uh, and buildings and stuff like that. And then after that, we started getting into, you know, lawyers and paperwork and uh, bank stuff and LegalZoom. all, all the fun things. Yes, yes. <laughs> a lot of Google and a lot of checking on things. Legalese. And, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. wait, can, can we do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my biggest suggestion to people is if you're thinking about doing something, just figure out how large of a scale you want to do it on and plan for that. You know, if you're doing something really small and you want to do it out of your house and you're not worried about anybody having any issue with with your place of business you're not doing anything that you have liabilities on you know like procedures and stuff like we do um just do a dba do something simple that you can uh you know fill out the paperwork yourself and go register it with with the state and um you can do it all online now i mean you can have it done in in five minutes you know and then set up just a a normal business bank account to where you're not having to constantly fund money into it or pull money out of it it's just something that you can access at any time and it makes it a lot easier. Um, if you're doing something that is a little bit more of a liability, you know, you might want to go get yourself a lawyer and, you know, let them handle your structure and everything. Um, essentially, that's what I did, you know, just went and talked to my lawyer and uh, let him kind of help me figure out how I wanted to structure my business. And between him and, and my accountant, we figured out a, a, a direction that we wanted to go. With one of my businesses, I went incorporated and one of them I went um, LLC and there's different benefits to both of them. Right. Mr. Uh, Frugal over here. <clears throat> all these businesses and LLCs and corporations and such. So which what's the difference? What's the main difference between LLC? And- um, the main difference with the LLC is the reason why we did that is because of the fact that uh, there was more than one of us, you know. That's the sleeping giant. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fees are different and there's different ways that that you basically different insurance you carry things like that yeah 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 that's what i yeah. thought there's, there's there's a lot of details with it with the bomb graphics the reason why i went incorporated is because i didn't want to be a simple dba because i'm dealing with clothing and i'm dealing with sometimes uh i mean i hope 
truthfully copywritten material, you know what I mean, to the person that's giving it to me. Right. Um, but I don't want to risk printing something that belongs to somebody else and me getting sued for it and losing everything that I have. Right. If I were a simple DBA, that's a possibility that could happen, you know, because my house, my home, my land, you know, everything would be would be tied to my business. By making the bomb graphics incorporated, I could still be the sole owner, but I'm making it an entity. Um, and so if something happened to that entity, that entity would just close and go away. Right. You know, so you're I'd, worth is not included with your personal stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Um, it just gives you a little bit more protection. And me personally, that, that worked for me. The tattoo shop, it's the same deal. You wouldn't want to necessarily do that as like a DBA. You would want to do that as um, incorporated LLC, S Corp, something like that. So it's, it's its own entity. And that way, if something happens to that entity, it affects the entity and not necessarily you as the person. Right. Nice. Learning stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Every episode that goes by, we learn something, man. This is awesome. No matter how long we do this, we're going to learn something every week. Let us let me switch it up just a little bit. We've been going strong for 25 minutes or so on all about the stores, which we still have more to get into. But what's your favorite kind of music, man? Oh, man, I listen to a little bit of everything. I love, like, 80s hair. That's kind of like Def Leppard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. stuff like that. Uh, I, you know Iron Maiden. Thanks, yeah, thanks yeah, of that Iron nature. Maiden. But Def I listen Leopard to everything, kind of man. Uh, for the longest time, I was into punk music. I'm a big Misfits fan. Huge Misfits fan. Um, but I listen to rap. I listen to whatever. It's it, the best it's concert really you ever been to. Probably. Or your favorite. Probably when Dragon Force went on their first tour. <laughs> I saw him in Atlanta, and it was amazing. Like it, I've. I've just Herman Lee shredded. It was it was super insane. Um, Through fire and flames is amazing live, and uh, yeah, that was probably probably one of the best shows. Uh, we all, we've also seen Clutch play. Um, every time I've seen Clutch, they're amazing. You know, oh, uh, we saw them on their self titled tour, and uh, it was amazing. Like it was just a really really good show. I feel like the guy in the room that doesn't know the bands he's talking about. You know, you don't know who. Uh, I haven't heard of either one of the Dragon ones. Force. Oh, man. <laughs> Or clutch? No. Insane. Yeah, no. Oh. Yeah, we're gonna have to show you this after. Yeah, please yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Through fire and flames is. Yeah, you're gonna be like, oh, you've oh. probably heard it. Yeah. To be totally honest, and you just forgot. Yeah, because it actually it made its way around. Like yeah, it was pretty. It, did. it was very viral. Hmm. There's a good chance. Yeah. When was it? Uh, man, that oh, song man. came out in like '06 or something like yeah, that. Something oh, like yeah, that. I, something I, like I didn't that. know the names of any songs I was listening to in '06. <laughs> right. I was just living. Okay, uh, what's the what's the most useful app that you use on your phone Like that you couldn't live without? You mean in general or for a specific subject? I don't know, you pick. How do you define most useful and then go from there? Oh, man. Uh, well, nowadays, you know, because I'm juggling two businesses, uh, most useful is things that can help me uh, promote, you know. So, so what is it? Uh, I like Buffer. Buffer is a super awesome app. In my opinion, if you're trying to promote on social media, Buffer is the way to go. Never heard of it. Give um, us a yeah. description. Oh, Educate us uh, on this. Okay. Uh, Buffer is, some people think it's dumb, but I think it's convenient. Uh, essentially, Buffer is an app to where you can pre-make your post. Um, you can, you know, oh. preload multiple photos on there. Go ahead and, you know, uh, pre-type your hashtags, pre-type your description, everything you want it to say. And then you can set a day and a time. And it will alert you and let you know whenever it's time to post. And then you click open, and it opens Instagram, and then it copies and pastes everything in there for you. Buffer it is. Yeah. We're going to check that out. It's great. And you can load multiple platforms on there. I can use it to run Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, multiple things at one time. Beautiful. You know, and that a lot a of times question. what I'll do, right? Uh, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll just use it and post to Instagram. And then from Instagram, I will post to Twitter right. and Facebook. Right. 
And uh, you would think it wouldn't be that useful, but I'm telling you, at night, when you're just sitting there in bed, messing with your phone, and, and you're you not get really that doing post anything, together. you could go ahead and be building your post. Yeah. Or in the morning, whenever you're just kind of chilling and you're flipping through Instagram, instead of doing that, you could be on Buffer and you could be building your post throughout the entire day. And you can set it up to where it'll run on multiple devices. So say you had a business and there was a tablet there, you could set it up on that tablet and I could preload everything on my phone while I'm at home. And then by the time I get to work, whenever the first timer goes off, who, whoever's holding the tablet, it would pop up and have the photo and everything already loaded and ready to go for them and all they basically have to do is hit a post button yep yeah see that it's brilliant that idea yeah. whoever came up with that is that a free brilliant. app or what it is they have a paid version the paid version has no like more options or more options oh, yeah okay yeah nice yeah. I'm gonna check that out that's pretty uh, awesome. i think the paid version has like cool stuff like email campaigns and things like that oh um but i'm not positive i haven't really looked into the paid version well hmm. buff i like that Buffer. good advice yeah. did write you write down. that down yeah. Yeah, I got it. I okay. got it. Would you rather be famous while you're alive and then forgotten when you die? Okay, I got you. Or unknown while you're alive and then become famous after you die for something you did? As in being legendary. I would probably prefer to be famous after I died. Oh, okay. So yeah. no one to know who you yeah. are now. Yeah, and then when you okay. die, someone finds your work. You know, and that's okay. Like, you become famous. Now, I don't really treat my life that way <laughs> you know i feel like I'm, I'm i'm always trying to get on board with stuff and promote myself and, and get myself out there but i would be completely okay with being known for something after i'm gone yeah this is a vanity test that's yeah. all that question is yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. i'm just kidding no we've had a couple of people answer that way yeah and right. then someone say hell no i want the fame now like, yeah being famous <laughs> yeah dj cool. red said that yeah, being famous is cool, man. <laughs> yeah. I have all the attention. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty cool. So I got one for you. You are uh, you're well covered in some tattoos right now. Yeah, yeah. It looks like you've got them coming from every direction. Yeah. yeah. How many on there? How yeah. many on there are ones that you regretted? And slash, are there any? Because you've already covered them up. <laughs> there, there aren't many really. I mean, because I think it's all about the experience. You know, I've been working in shops long enough that it's essentially. Uh, to me, it just doesn't really matter anymore. It's more about the experience. Like, I feel that I would rather remember that time that I got that tattoo than right. worry about what the tattoo is because I could always cover it. Okay. You know? um, How many do you have? Oh, there's no telling. Beyond count? Yeah. 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 Like, I stopped um, counting a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the ones that I have regretted and I haven't really liked, um, you just slam something on top of it. No big deal. It's just a tattoo. Don't overthink it. Right. You know. Well. That sounds true. like it could be terrible. All right. I so, would overthink it. it. So flip-flop on that question. Which one is the one that you just dig the most, though? Um, Do you have a favorite on you? It's it's really hard to say. Um, I normally go with my hands. I think my hands are my absolute favorite. They do look like, cool. Um, I've got a, a traditional cowboy and a traditional um, Indian tattooed on my hands one on one on one hand and one on the other and uh they were done by um boxcar craig boxcar um boxcar tattooer um super talented guy does really really clean american traditional and uh it's just the ones that i see the most you know i see them every day they're always there uh and i just really like hand tattoos Uh, i've crammed a lot of tattoos on my hands since i started tattooing my hands uh i don't know why but 
I do. Those two are probably my favorite. That's and awesome. I got them done as a set. Like one was done one day, and then I came back the next day and was like, "All right, let's just do the other one." Yay! So I, I'm, I'm assuming that's a spot that doesn't feel too good on the tattoo. No, either. no. Getting your hands tattooed does not feel good. <laughs> they are big, swollen, swollen like just mitts. You can't do anything with them. Ugh. You know, the next couple of days. But uh, same with fingers. Fingers is not fun to get tattooed. Um, but whatever. Tattoos hurt. They, f- they fade easy too, right? Like your, finger your fingers. Tattoos? Yeah. My fingers have been done multiple times. Okay. Um, well, the, the, the lettering has been done multiple times. The pattern and stuff has only been done once. Right on. Um, but yeah, but uh, I tell people all the time, tattoos hurt. If they didn't, of course people would be yeah. covered. People, right. Everybody would be covered. Right. When people try to tell me, oh no, it didn't hurt. I'm like, come on. Yeah. You come lie. Yeah. <laughs> you lie. Yeah. yeah. You lie. Yeah. <clears throat> so what's your biggest fear? Biggest fear? Yeah. I guess, like, utter and total failure. That's just, like, complete rock bottom. <laughs> no no, nothing, like, nothing to show for it. Nothing well, I'd, to, I'd say you're a ways away from that, but... You uh, know, but that's, like, that's it. Something and, that drives you for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what keeps me up, you know. That's what uh, keeps me moving, you know. There's work to be done. Hell, yeah. I love that. There's, There's work to be done. There is. It's the best show on TV. Oh man, there's so many that I love. You mean like current, yeah. like currently playing? Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones. Hell yeah! I Game of it. Thrones is amazing. <laughs> and if you don't watch Game of Thrones or you have something negative to say, well, you're an ignorant person, and I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I have nothing negative to say, but I've only seen like <laughs> two episodes in their totality. So, oh man, I like them, um, but it, it takes a while. It takes a while. There's so much story and so much background to everything. It takes a while, but it's I, I just love the show. I, it's it's a show that can make me angry, but intrigue me in the same you know 45 minute episode or hour episode, however long they're up to yeah. now. Um, that's how my brother is with that show. He gets so pissed off yeah, about man. that show. Oh my god, there's been some episodes that I've just I have to say I'm sorry to my television. Some of the things I said, I didn't mean it. What's your favorite state? This is a BRV classic podcast guest question. Favorite state. Your favorite state. We had to pick the state? Yeah. I can just pick like a, like a city. What's, you what's can the... pick a city, but by association, that state is going to be the answer. Um, if I had to pick a state, though, like entire state, I really like Colorado. Mm. I really do. Close. Why Colorado? Um, I just love the views. I love that there's so much to do. There's always something going on as far as like activities, being outdoors. and. Was Denver um, your city? Or you Colorado Springs? Um, if I had to, if I was picking Colorado, probably probably Boulder. Huh. But if I didn't say Colorado, I would have said Vegas. City wise, if you just asked me to pick a city, it would be Boom. Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So did you gamble? You've oh been, yeah, you've obviously yeah. been to Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I what, love to gamble. What's your favorite Vegas? game to play? Out craps. You're a craps um, yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm definitely a craps guy. All right, do you have any um, memories from the craps table? Like, are you the guy that's, like, jumping around, tossing the dice, or are you just betting the dice? It just depends. It really depends. Um, now that I've been a few times, I don't care to go and, like, roll the dice and actually be, be on deck and be them. that guy. Oh, no, I don't care. Give them to me. You know what I mean? But when I first went, like, the very first time we went, I was so terrified, and there was this little Asian man next to me who um, bought $50,000 in chips and, and every time the dice came to him, he just handed them to me and just nodded his head. You were Papa Giorgio. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> I, don't, oh I don't know what who he knows and what he's going to do to me mm-hmm. if, if I roll this bad. But every time he would make me roll and I would win him a lot of money and I would lose all of mine every single time. 
And I don't know why I didn't figure out the game enough that first time to be like, I'll just bet what that guy bets every single time. Yep. But that's not what happened. You <laughs> see somebody buying $50,000 worth of chips. You do what they do. You do what yeah, they do. Yeah, I understand that now. <laughs> I understand that now. Yeah. But first time, intimidated, you know. Now I don't care, though. I'll totally jump up and just let me get the dice. I don't care. But craps is your favorite yeah, thing to do? Yeah. I'm roulette. I like I like really? roulette. Yeah, roulette. Really? And then, then obviously poker games and stuff. But yeah. I like roulette. And I'm, I'm the just, guy that's loud and right? stacking chips on one number and nice. flushing nice. it all in the I'm toilet. I'm just a dice guy, you know. I have a friend that's Sim. like that. Sim! Yeah, I have I have a friend like that that loves it. Yeah. And I just can't. I, yeah. I've never gotten into it. I've never understood it. I could never digest it. So. Oh, man. I love it. There's so many things you can play at once. I love Vegas. That's what I love about it. The favorite state question comes because all of our, not all, but a lot of our listeners say Arizona. Oh, okay. Yeah. Arizona. It's been like an odd, like a ridiculous Oh, man. I should have just went with Vegas and just went went straight up. Yeah. Yeah. But I was trying to think statewide, like as far as the whole state. You know. Yeah, see, and I said, I don't think I could go to Arizona without going to Vegas. Like, it's too close to Vegas for me without without going. You're so. like, I'm only six hours away. Yeah, We're going. It's, it's <laughs> a little too close. So I'm going to have to go ahead and make a stop. Oh, I had one last one for you. So, Sleeping Giant, tell me why we should bring kids to you instead of going to Claire's. Yeah, why should I bring my oh, four-year-old man, daughter to get really her ears one. pierced? This is a really good one. Um, basically, just because of the cleanliness. It's it's very, very unsterile, in my opinion, my professional opinion, to go to Claire's or somewhere, um, simply because of the fact that they're under-trained um, and because they're not checked by the health department like we are. Mm. I mean, there's no tattoo and piercing, you know, health department representative going to show up at Claire's and check that place. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. It doesn't. If it does, it's not happening to my knowledge. I've never heard of it happening. I've never seen them have a health score in there <laughs> that is from, you know, the Knoxville Health Department tattoo and piercing. It's a, or you know, tattoo and piercing section. Right. And that's just something that very much bothers me. Very much bothers me. It bothers me that they don't have to do any type of apprenticeship. They don't have to do any type of, like, learning, no licensing. They're not checked by the health department regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just they, hand a 15-year-old chick a gun. Yeah, straight up. And that's ridiculous. And those guns are plastic. You can't autoclave them. They would melt. Yep. You know, it's just there's so many things wrong on so many levels. They teach them how to pierce on a teddy bear. <laughs> I've had clients that worked at Claire's, you know, that have told me that they learned how to pierce on a teddy bear like their first or second day there. Whoa. How does that make you feel? You want to take your newborn there? I know people take their little kids That is in insane. Insanity. I just, I don't understand. And I will let people know is as much as I don't want it to be like a constant, you know, thing, I guess, but I, I will pierce your child. You know what I mean? As much as we, we don't really pierce children at the tattoo shop. I mean, we, we will, I would rather do that. But that's not something, you know, like the responsible parent should take their yes. kid to a place yes. like yours yes. versus to a Claire's or a definitely, little, you know, a definitely. Walmart or yeah. wherever they it's do just, this. Well, just knowing what we know now, of course. It's just really, know. it's just unsterile in the sense that they're just using a cartridge and a gun mm-hmm. and clipping jewelry into an ear opposed to taking a needle and piercing and then inserting jewelry. There's a big difference in those steps. Mm-hmm. Um, and with me and Brian both being there, we can set up appointments and pierce ears at tandem, you know, so they get done immediately right. without having to do one and then come back and do the other. Uh, the only thing that I ask, really, as far as piercing, um, you know, children's ears, is I want your child to be old enough to tell me they want to get their ears pierced. Oh yeah. If they're intimidated enough that they can't tell me I want to get my ears pierced, 
they can't get their ears pierced. I'm not going to force a child Good to get rule. their ears pierced. I love that policy. I, just, I really am not going to. And I I won't do newborn. You know, I won't do babies. Uh, I need them to be able to understand. By, by a definition yeah, of your yeah. rule. Yeah. yeah, totally. You know, because I really, I just need them to understand what's going on. I don't need them to be traumatized. Right. You know. You're like, I don't want any for making me of... the bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. That's so. awesome. That's well thought out. That's well thought out. You're not a parent yet, but I can tell you having a four-year-old daughter, that is extremely well thought out, the psychology behind that rule that you have. Thanks, man. Because yeah. I can tell you that that would be a selling point for me. I'd be going up to my daughter and I'd be like, you really want to do this? Okay, you're We're only, going to the real you're, place. You're, yeah. o- you're only five <laughs> or you're only six, but you really want to because your cousin has hers yeah. pierced? Okay. Let's but do it. We're going to this place to this guy that I know and that I trust, but you have to tell him that you want him to do it. Yep. And if she wants to do that and wants to go through with it, then so be it. So yeah. uh, that's awesome. That I love that. I, as a parent, I can tell you that's awesome to hear. That's yeah. really, really cool, man. So did you have any? No, that was my else? last one. I, I've got a million more questions I could ask you, man. Would you mind coming back sometime in the future? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Because your in. store's Anytime. about to open, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, and when we release this episode, it'll be open in per- pretty much today like the, the yeah. day of the release yeah. of the episode yeah. so give us a little spot about your store really fast uh yeah man it's a uh, sleeping giant tattoo we are well it's just sleeping giant but it's tattoo and piercing parlor we are located at 1016 north broadway in knoxville our phone number is 865-500-7205 uh, you can catch us on instagram at sleeping giant underscore knoxville and uh essentially for the grand opening we're having a little bit of a festivity starting at six o'clock for the first 40 people that come in and get some work done, there's going to be free tacos. Oh. Uh, yeah, they're going to be street-style tacos. Tacos. Uh, yeah, authentic Mexican tacos. You get rice, beans, stuff like that. I got a guy with a taco cart that's coming out and doing everything. Yeah. But you must come in and grab something. If you spend 60 bucks, you get a free hat. If you spend $100, you get a free shirt. We have over 600 tattoo designs up on the wall that will be done for $100 a piece. They are all baseball size. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. For an extra 20 bucks, we'll do them color. So full color tattoos for $120. Uh, that'll be running all weekend. So Friday, Saturday, all weekend we'll be doing it. But if you want to come and grub down on the tacos, you got to be there at 6. So what are the hours on Friday and Saturday again? Uh, noon to 10. Okay. And we will definitely keep the doors open. If you guys are still coming in and getting tattooed, we'll still be there. That's for tacos, man? Hell yeah. How can Tattoos, you turn down tacos? Tacos, t-shirt, hat. Yeah. Yeah. 100 bucks. Oh, I almost forgot. We're also doing uh, 10% off all of our merch. Uh, the merch that we are selling and not giving away, we're going to have that stuff on special. That includes gift cards, so you can catch gift cards for 10% off. Ooh, that's a good deal for gifts. Mm. Yep. And we are doing a special on piercing. For $30, you can get your nose pierced with a faceted gem nostril stud. And for $30, you can get pretty much any ear piercing that you would want uh, with a captive ring. That's the thing, though. It has to be done with a ring. So we got, you know, piercing specials, tattoo specials, tacos. There you go, man. That's a legit grand opening. Yeah. That sounds yeah. awesome. So it's at 1016 North Broadway up in Knoxville, right? Yeah. So phone number again, 865-500-7205. Catch them, sleepinggiantknoxville.com. Or like he said, on Instagram, sleepinggiant underscore Knoxville. Man, I'm really glad I got a chance to meet you and sit down yeah, and man, talk with definitely. you. Definitely. This was, this was a whole lot of fun. So 
Um, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I could go on with you again. We're going to set up another interview with you sometime in the future. Yeah, let me I, know. I really wish you the best. Um, if I didn't have to work Friday, I would be getting tacos. <laughs> That's for damn sure. So uh, I hope some of you guys go out there and see him. Uh, go up and see Nick. And you said that your partner's name was what again? Uh, Brian. Brian, Brian that's Campbell. What I, that's what I thought you said. Brian Campbell and Nick Shipley, the guys that are running Sleeping Giant up in Knoxville. Go see them. Great guys. Had a whole lot of fun with you, man. Yeah, man. Thanks again. Everybody else, we're going to catch you on the next one. Mm-hmm.